Y'all, I be on my YOLO shit lately because I just promised on my Instagram that I was going to finish recording my Bittersweet Poetry EP that I promised two years ago. I put a single out for it and I wanted to do this whole Bittersweet Poetry music era and I made a few songs for it and it just never saw the light of day. And now I've decided, you know what? I finished what I start. I'm going to do the EP. It may be a minute, but I'm doing the EP for sure. And it's imminent, like I'm not talking years, okay? I'm talking months. So, I guess that's how we're kicking off this episode, huh? A little announcement. I guess for those of you who didn't know, this is how you're finding out. I can get in my musical bag. I like it. I play multiple instruments, I can sing, and I'm gonna make this EP. I'm so excited. So watch for more details on that in the coming months. But yeah guys, today's episode is gonna be all about tattoos. And I'm credible to talk about this because I have a tattoo. It's across my right arm, and I'll go into details about it and the journey that I took to getting this tattoo. I'm so excited to get into this because this is going to be another lengthy, beefy episode, and I love making these. I love pushing myself to make episodes this length. One thing I make sure of with every episode, even though I'm making them longer, is that you guys are able to relate to them and you leave with a little bit of encouragement because that was the original thesis of this podcast. But let's be real, even though I hit on relatability and encouragement, I'd be talking a lot of shit. I'd be spitting game. And in order to deliver ever-increasing quality to you guys, I'd be sitting down for longer and longer to edit these episodes. And that involves cutting things out, making sure that the gods that preside over content on the internet don't leak my address, tickle my feet, and make sure that I never have a platform again. In fact, for last week's episode when I talked about working in retail, that was the first time that I had to sit back and cut out significant parts of the episode that I had recorded. Because you guys do remember how I talked about working with guns and ammunition, and if you don't, go listen to the episode. But I talked about working with guns and ammunition at Walmart, and look, let's just say I went there. <laughs> but after recording all that, I thought to myself, you know, this doesn't really accomplish the point and it's risky, so I'm gonna leave this on the cutting room floor. All that is to say that we officially have vaulted content. We have content that is exclusive to the Well Cordell Vault and will not see the light of day on streaming platforms. Will I do something with it? I don't know. I'll figure it out. If you gain from what I have to say on this podcast, share it with your friends. It'd make me happy. <laughs> But with all that being said, we are going to jump into the topic of today's episode, which is the journey to my tattoo. That's what I'm going to call it. And this is not only about to be my most jam-packed episode, jam-packed with content, but it's also going to be the most freestyle because I'm recording this on Monday, the same Monday it's going to go up. It's going to go up right after I'm done recording and editing, but... You know how you guys put off things and they're really important to you and it doesn't necessarily say much about their importance. It's just life happens, stuff crops up and so you're like, oh, I'll do it the next day and the next day. Well, now it's the day I'm supposed to release this episode and I'm having to tell myself, look, I've got 13 episodes behind me. This is not going to be the Monday that I fold. I'm not about to lack in discipline. I'm going to put this out on Monday, not Tuesday. So yeah, let's hop in. <laughs> so for some background about me, I grew up in a highly religious environment and I had not pictured myself necessarily getting a tattoo when I was a child. 
it had occurred to me that there was a stigma in church about people with tattoos versus people without them. So I didn't necessarily swear off tattoos when I was a kid. I was just disinterested based off hearing that getting a tattoo would make me unpure or unholy. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more later in this episode. So fast forward, I'm 18 years old. I'm going into my freshman year of college and... I start off the school year not only being disinterested in tattoos, but I also had this misconception about the age that you were allowed to get tattooed. I thought, at least in the state of Tennessee, you had to be 21 to get a professionally done tattoo. But I learned, because I made some friends with tattoos and got on the subject with them, you only have to be 18. And that's what sparked the idea in my head again and made me reconsider, do I want a tattoo? And as you all know, because I already brought it up, Yes, I did. I said yes to a tattoo. So from there, I started brainstorming ideas for a tattoo. And I have a funny story to go along with this, so stick around. First, I was like, okay, I want to get a tattoo of something that has personal meaning for me. And coming to that decision doesn't even come from outer judgment. That's just something I decided for myself. I want something that I can reflect on and is going to be empowering. Whatever statement or image I'm going to get tattooed, it's on my body. It's essentially a part of me. So as I was brainstorming different ideas for tattoos, this one idea stood out to me the most. And before I say it, listen, you guys are allowed to make fun of it. The inspiration for my tattoo has a different reputation depending on the community. And I don't care. (laughs) It's my tattoo. If you don't like it, that's fine. But in the summer of 2022, my friend Grant had recommended me the show Breaking Bad. And I had watched a few episodes and I immediately thought, okay, this is intense. It had me really invested in the characters from the jump because it's like, okay, it's this high school chemistry teacher struggling to make ends meet. It's this dumbass kid slinging drugs and they both have motives and they're giving me things to root for. I'm rooting for Walt, at least so far, in season one. (laughs) So during that summer, for better or for worse, I binged that entire show straight through. It only took me about three weeks. For those three weeks, my life was basically wake up, watch Breaking Bad, go to my fast food job, come home, watch Breaking Bad, go to sleep, rinse and repeat. I was super passionate about this show, and I've got to say, it's still one of the best shows I've ever watched. And that's in comparison to BoJack Horseman, Community... It outranks those in my head, but that's not the point. Anyway, (laughs) here's the moment out of Breaking Bad that inspired my tattoo. It's from season three when Mike is having a sit down conversation with Walter. And this is going to be as spoiler free as possible. I'm just going to give you guys the gist, the context, only the context that's really necessary. So Mike is telling Walter this story about how he used to be a cop. And he had a case where he kept getting called out to this house where this man was being domestically abusive to his wife. And after a few encounters, Mike finally gets confrontational, says, if you hit your wife again, I'm putting your face in your butthole. But he left the man off with just a warning. And two weeks after the fact, the man put his wife's face in her butthole. I'm throwing in that humor because I'm not sure what I can say on the internet. And the point that Mike leaves Walter off with is, I chose a half measure when I should have gone all the way. And as I thought about it, I became more certain that that's the statement I wanted to have as a tattoo. No half measures. 
because I not only agree with the sentiment in the context of the show, but it applies to my personal life as well. There's three personal meanings for me. One of them is surface level and two of them are more deep. The surface level meaning is that I'm a musician. I played in band for five years and in music, you use measures. You look at a piece of sheet music and there's measures on it that contain the musical notes and you play off the measures. So in that sense, no half measures because a half measure doesn't exist. It's full measures. You have to write musical content that fills the entirety of a measure. And those of you that have never broken down music are not going to understand this next part. And I apologize. I'm going to try to make this simple. Let's say you have a measure with four counts in it and you have three quarter notes. So three counts worth of music. Well, you can't just leave the rest of the measure blank because there's still one count without any musical notation. That's a rule of music theory. You have to fill out the measure. So if you didn't want to play during that beat, you would have to write a quarter rest in this case. Several of my musical friends actually pointed this out to me after the fact I got this tattoo. And I was the one that stepped back. I was like, damn, that's clever. It could mean that too. And it applies to me because I'm a musician. So that covers the surface level meaning of my tattoo. Now let's go to the deeper level meanings. And these are the meanings that I wanted to get the tattoo for. That's what's funny is my friends only suggested the music thing after the fact. And some of them were like, is that what it means from the jump? And I was like, no, it actually means this, which I'm about to get into. So growing up, I was not very good at keeping commitments. I remember this notoriously because this is something I was actually called out on in fifth grade. When I was in the Aladdin Junior Musical with my church, I only had a supporting role and I wasn't getting much attention. So there would be those days that I just did not want to go. And on some of those days, I was allowed to flake. I missed rehearsal. And the people running the musical called me out. They said, hey, you're missing important stuff. You can't just be missing this many rehearsals. Another factor that played into me missing so often was this gifted kid mindset that I had of just seeing something once and thinking I had it down. It's like, I already know this choreography. Why do I have to come to another rehearsal just to do it again and again and again? What's the point? I'm not learning anything new. I'm kind of getting away from the point. I was bad at keeping commitments. Of course, I always made sure to show up when things were on the line, but sometimes I just didn't see the point in showing up when the point of that gathering was just to repeat things from a previous time. But I reached a point where I realized that with my commitments, it's full commitments. You've got to do everything that comes with it, even the parts that you hate. Because every part of the process is necessary to make you the best at this thing, whatever it is, that you can be. So in one sense, no half measures means no halfway doing my commitments. If I commit to something, I'm doing the commitment all the way through. And there's another deeper meaning to no half measures as well. For the longest time as a kid, I was an indecisive little ass. I would see two choices and just stand in the middle as if that was going to help me decide. I just used to stay stressed out about the fact that I had two choices in something. Two things that were both great, but I was all pissed off because I was stood in between. And I feel like I thought that was unfair for whatever reason. A good example of this is when I was in 8th grade. And I was involved in my school's beta club, and we had a summer beta convention in Savannah, Georgia. But also available during the same week, 
of the beta convention was summer theater camp at church where we take literally a week to learn a musical and we perform it at the end of the week. Both of those things were really important to me. And unfortunately, I was upset for weeks about two really good things because I just felt so much pressure to decide. I wouldn't put effort into deciding. I wouldn't make a list of my pros and cons of each choice. I would just sit there in the middle being indecisive to both of them. And I'm just thinking, imagine if I had sat in the middle forever and missed out on both of them. In the specific situation that I just described, there was a very real possibility of losing both opportunities if I had waited for long enough in this period of undeciding. The summer theater camp could have ran out of slots if I waited too long because you theater kids know. If you know, you know. There's an audition process with musical theater. You have to prepare and it's very competitive. So if you're an Aladdin junior and you want Jafar you're going to be up against kids who have practiced their audition lines for weeks and show up to the audition with full confidence on their villain shit. Meanwhile, you can't even decide if you want to do it or not. And school could have come at me and said, hey, we need you here to practice for the competitions at Beta Club. You're here stressed out thinking about, do you want to come with us or not? And we're already practicing trying to refine our skills. That's my second philosophy behind the tattoo and why it's so important to me. Because if you sit in the middle between two choices and wait long enough, you're not going to benefit from either one. You're going to miss out on both. There's a huge likelihood. So that completes the second deeper meaning behind the tattoo. When I have a split decision, I will immediately fully engage in the decision-making process. And as soon as possible, I will pick one and fully commit to that one choice and no longer entertain the idea of the other. Which has helped me immensely in my relationships and my confidence. I could genuinely talk the whole rest of the episode about just that principle and giving examples about how adopting that has helped me in life. But I'm now gonna move on to talking about that funny story that I alluded to earlier and the rest of the buildup towards getting the tattoo. You know, sometimes I sit back and I wonder what are these transitions that I'm able to pull off on this podcast? I just went from talking about musical theater into philosophy into tattoos. Y'all better share this with your friends. So for my first tattoo, I actually had two ideas. I had the no half measures idea and I knew I was going to get that one for certain. But I also had a second idea and this idea required somebody's blessing. So I went to my great grandma who was a highly upstanding Christian and she stood so firmly in her beliefs and represented God to the greatest degree. She unfortunately passed away this year, rest in peace to her. But I had a tattoo that I wanted to dedicate to her. I was going to get an arm sleeve of her portrait all up and down my right bicep. And I already talked about my religious background and so I had suspected that she would have some conflict with me getting this tattoo because I came from a good place I wanted to honor her but at the same time I wanted to respect her beliefs I was mostly ambitious when I asked the question but in the back of my mind I low-key knew that it was going to get shot down guys when I asked her expression changed from neutral to the most down face you can possibly imagine <laughs> she even had the particular bible verse on hand that gives commentary on tattoos and I'm going to pull it up right now 
I'm low-key exposing myself right now regarding how much I actually know about the Bible because I just Googled, quote, Bible verse against tattoos. I just feel like I should be able to cite that given my background. But at the same time, growing up in church, I don't think I processed as much of the Bible as I thought. They were telling us R-rated stories as three-year-olds, but uh, that's for next week's episode. My experience in church. Look forward to it. Back to my point. The specific verse that hits on tattoos and the one that she likely cited was Leviticus 19.28, reading from the New King James Version. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor tattoo any marks on you. I am the Lord. So basically, she read me this verse, and I explained further that I wanted to get the tattoo to honor her. That was my intention. And she laughed in my face. <laughs> I was like, damn. But... It's her beliefs, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still never going to get the tattoo because she's now passed away. And if I were to get the tattoo after she denied me her blessing on it, then it would just be a self-fulfilling tattoo. And that's not the point. The point of this tattoo would have been to honor her. And I still honor her, just not in that way. I think about her almost every day because she played a really key role in my childhood. I'm not going to hit on this for very long because I'm not going to be pushing people away from this podcast, but I'm agnostic now. And even when I was Christian back then, I saw this verse and I still decided to go ahead with my no half measures tattoo. This was one of the first cracks in the pavement towards my deconstruction, realizing that I'm not certain if I agree on the entire Bible, considering that ironically, I'm a no half measures guy. I want to make sure that I agree with the Bible 100% if I'm going to have a relationship with God. And me recording this episode is making me realize that I want to educate myself fully on the most controversial aspects of the Bible and particularly the book of Leviticus because that is a hard pill to swallow and it's the focal point of a lot of debate in society between certain groups, but that's getting off topic. This is about tattoos. <laughs> so now I want to touch on the physical process of getting this tattoo. I started with the fact that I wanted to get it professionally done. If it's going to be on my body forever, then I need it to look as good as it can possibly look. I don't want it to look squiggly because then I'm going to continually notice the imperfection and not process the message. Because I feel like imperfections with tattoos are not so much noticeable to other people, but they're very noticeable to you because you're spending the most time around the tattoo. It doesn't bother me most of the time, but on my laptop screen, there's a fucking little pale streak going down the center. And against certain colors, it looks really obvious. And that drives me crazy. So I can only imagine if my tattoo didn't look good. So I went on Yelp and I searched up tattoo parlors in my general area and I sorted by the best reviewed and I found one that looked really promising and then I went on the tattoo parlors website and I found their highest rated tattoo artist and it was a guy named Aaron and he specialized in artistic tattoos more image-based ones but he could do text-based tattoos as well so I, in my head I was thinking okay Image-based tattoos are far more complex. You need way more experience to do those than if you're just writing something. So it looks like this is my guy. It looks like I'm in good hands. 
I had it set in stone that that was the artist I wanted to go with and that was the place I wanted to go with. I was very serious about making sure my tattoo was quality. So this was in last fall semester. So I picked a day out of my busy college work week to visit the parlor and get my tattoo. And this is so funny, but I wanted somebody to go with me for emotional support because I had read and heard various things about the pain of tattoos and I wasn't 100% certain I could handle it. I'm going to be honest. So I texted my friend Allie. I said, hey, will you come with me to get this tattoo? Because I might need a hand to hold. <laughs> and fortunately, she was free that afternoon. So we ended up traveling about 30 miles from our college campus. And the tattoo parlor we visited was Icon Tattoo in Nashville. And when I walked in the door, I was speaking to the front desk associate. I requested Aaron and he was working on another customer's tattoo in the moment. So they said, give him 30 minutes and he'll come out. You can pitch your idea. I said, okay, waited about 30 minutes. And there are a few memories coming back to me right now as I'm speaking this out loud. I was in the lobby downing Skittles and Cheez-Its because I was trying to help with the pain by getting something in my system. And I think that's what you're recommended to do as well. So Allie was just watching me down a whole pack of Cheez-Its and a whole pack of Skittles in the lobby before I ever spoke to Aaron. So eventually I spoke to Aaron and I pitched him the tattoo I wanted. I said, I wanted to say no half measures. I want it to be in cursive. And I actually had a reference photo because Aaron Paul, the actor that plays Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad, has this same tattoo and... A lot of people will call me unoriginal because I have a tattoo that another person has, but they can suck it, honestly. And so I showed Aaron the reference photo and he noticed the style of cursive it's in and he said, okay, do you want me to replicate this as close as possible or do you want the cursive to look kind of different? And I said, I want the cursive to look a little bit different because I want my tattoo to be unique. I don't want it to be exactly like Aaron Paul's. It's the same message, the same sentiment, but this tattoo is also going to be my own. And then Aaron went to the back for another 45 minutes and he came out with two separate designs for my tattoo. They both said no half measures. They were both in cursive, but the difference is in one of them, only the word no was capitalized, but in the other one, all of the words were capitalized and he asked me which one I wanted. And so I thought to myself in the moment, I thought, if I go with the lowercase one, it's more communicating just casually, just, you know, no half measures. But if I go with the version where all of the letters are in uppercase, it would be communicating no half measures. And that's the one I went with. So me, Aaron, and Allie travel back to the seat where I'm getting my tattoo done. And I'm looking around on the walls and... There's art everywhere in all capacities of all various different things, but there was a lot of Spider-Man art on the wall, and that really stood out to me. But as for getting the actual tattoo, Aaron starts by shaving essentially my entire lower arm so that no hair gets in the way of where the tattoo is going to be. And for the longest time after receiving the tattoo, I was so self-conscious about, hey, when is this hair going to grow back? I miss it. And it eventually did, obviously, we're all good. And after that, he applied the sketch that he did of the tattoo, kind of like those fake tattoos that you get in goodie bags in kindergarten. 
he planted it on my skin and I got to see it in purple font. And in that moment, I felt so euphoric because it finally felt real to me. Like this is the moment I'm getting my first tattoo. And then it came down to actually receiving the tattoo. And during the entire time, Ali held my hand. Ali, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. And I pretty much only caught a few glimpses of Aaron etching the tattoo into my skin. I pretty much just stared at the opposite wall the entire time. And I've had people ask me, how much did it hurt? And my response to that, I usually give them this pain scale. So I tell them a one on this pain scale that I've invented is just being poked. And a 10 on the pain scale is putting your face where your butthole is. And the pain of receiving the tattoo was about a three. So after the tattoo was finished, they gave me the rundown of things not to do with a brand new tattoo. Like don't use scented body washes. They gave me this ointment that I had to apply to the tattoo over the next few weeks. Once I finally took this patch off that they had placed over the tattoo. And the reason they put this patch over the tattoo is because there's this inky mixture that seeps out from your skin. And so that's what they do to maintain that. But I think I low-key left the patch on for way too long. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to leave it on for a matter of hours or a matter of days. And so I chose the safe option. I left it on for at least a few days. And I walked around like that looking really weird, but I took it off and I had a fresh, clean, meaningful tattoo on my lower arm, no half measures, with each individual word capitalized. And it's a philosophy that I'm going to live by until the day I die. Now, the tattoo did cost me a pretty penny, and I knew that was going to happen considering that I went for the best of the best in terms of ensuring that my tattoo was going to be quality. I'm too lazy to pull up the actual receipt right now, but I do know that it was at least $150, which to a college student is like, am I going to eat next week? But to a college student that just received his refund, it's like not that bad. It's been a year since receiving the tattoo, so of course I financially recovered since then, and it's one of the most solid decisions I've ever made. I'm so happy with everything, the placement, the font, the message. It's a little bit slanted because my arm has grown denser since this time last year, but that's the thing about it. It's not going to stay looking perfect forever. And there's a little bit of beauty in it being imperfect now because it was done so perfectly and I'm highly satisfied with it. Icon Tattoo in Nashville gets five stars. That's the Bo Cordell endorsement. I probably will have to go back in for a touch-up eventually, but as of right now, it looks just as good as it did a year ago. And I think that's a testament to the artist that did it. So props to Aaron, props to Icon Tattoo. Now, I was sitting with this tattoo for about six months when I started to get some more ideas for tattoos. And another little idea that popped up in my head is based on the Bible, but I'm a little bit wary on it because, like I said, I'm not sure how I feel about the Bible right now. But there's the story of Joseph out of the Bible, how... He gets thrown in the pit by his brothers and taken into Egyptian captivity, but he eventually rises to power in Egypt and he marries and has a son and he names this son Manasseh. And Manasseh in that context means God has made me forget my hardships. And that's a message that's really resonated with me personally, because I feel like once you achieve something big, of course you recognize the hardship it takes to get there. But the hardship also seems minimal. 
once you achieve the thing, you're more focused on the thing itself. That or moving on to working towards another achievement. And that's been also my philosophy lately, taking my focus off of my hardships and focusing much more on the opportunities that I have to learn new information and level up. So to embody this message, I wanted to get Manasseh tattooed, but I didn't want to get the full word Manasseh tattooed because it's kind of lengthy. I wanted to shorten it, essentially take the vowels out. So getting just the letters M-N-S-H tattooed on one of my wrists or one of my shoulder blades, so it'd be larger. And to get it in a Roman looking font, so it'd look fancy and it would stand out. But like I said, I'm wary on it because I'm not sure where I stand with the Bible. I'm a no half measures guy. I want to make sure if I get the tattoo that I'm comfortable fully embracing it. This is a very interesting pivot that I'm about to make, but one tattoo that I'm strongly considering getting is Alana Del Rey lyric from her song Venice Bitch off the album Norman Fucking Rockwell. One lyric in that song stands on its own in a vacuum for me. It says, fresh out of fucks forever. So I am currently thinking about getting F double O double F tattooed on one of my shoulder blades and reserving the other shoulder blade for some other message. I don't know. But that tattoo just reflects my state of mind. I'm done people pleasing. I'm done giving benefit of the doubt. I'm fresh out of fucks forever. That's my mindset. You guys can follow me over on my Instagram, BowAVPC, because if I do decide to go through with either one of those tattoos, you will be seeing pictures about it. <laughs> and that is how we're going to wrap up this episode. Maybe this inspired you to get a tattoo. Maybe not. Maybe you heard a little bit too much about my religious beliefs and you wanted me to shut the fuck up. But that's okay. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please drop me a five-star rating. And I'll see you for next week's episode of Well Cordell. Go follow my Instagram at B-E-A-U-A-V-P-C because there will be details about my EP and other projects and other life happenings. So go follow. I'll give you a cookie.